Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. I started this episode wanting to discuss demon possession. Because like so many other topics, Christians do not think about this critically. And I know that it's not the most popular of discussions to have. But since movies are still being made about this, then there's some relevance. And a large number still believes in it. And so the ideology will continue to inform people's thinking on the spiritual realm. But as I delve into the research, I found myself thinking more about God's perspective on spirituality. Asking myself, what did God teach in the scriptures about the spiritual realm? And that sounds like a logical question to ask, right? What is it that God taught to Israel about the spiritual realm? So I figure I'll focus this episode to sort of establish what God taught about the spiritual realm. And, and we will, moving forward, then describe his teachings as authentic spirituality authentic spirituality and i want to look at this from the angle that demon possession is a part of a larger spiritual construct that unfortunately has has been a way of how many understand the so-called spirit world for a very very long time and so prominent is this view that even Pop culture sources like Wikipedia captured perfectly the essence of what most actually believe it to be. So the Wikipedia states this. Demonic possession refers to the state of one being controlled either directly or indirectly by a supernatural force, commonly of satanic origins. That is what comes to mind when most hear the term demon possession. Authentic spirituality is not at the forefront of the thought process. At least them, that, them asking, is that authentic spirituality? Is that part of God's teaching? That is not the question that comes to mind. You see, I was a product of a denominational sect known as Pentecostalism. And the uniqueness of my Pentecostal experience is that the demographic was predominantly Caribbean. However, with a mixture of Euro-Christian beliefs and African mysticism or spiritism. And in this blend of spiritual belief systems, I was taught about the existence of the demonic realm, the dark spiritual forces, right? And, and over the years, I became conditioned in this way of spiritual thinking and have witnessed firsthand the theatrics of exorcism sessions along with combating the alleged attack of demonic powers in which I believe without question 
without question, I ate it up. I soak it up. I was conditioned in this way of thinking. However, though, it, it wasn't, it was only when I was asked to lead an eighth week discipleship group that I was forced to take an honest look at the existence of this dark spiritual realm. And one of the topics we spent significant time on was the nature of God. And surprisingly, as the discussion progressed, my reality of demons and other dark entities with supernatural powers crumbled under the weight of biblical evidence. It crumbled, just just crumbled under the weight of biblical evidence, just from just mere reading of the scripture. And what, what emerged was authenticity. What emerged was God's perspective on spiritual realm. And so I want to share with you why that happened and why God's perspective to me is authentic spirituality. And, and, and a part of the nature of God, one of the first things that we looked at was the, the idea that there is only one God. So while preparing the discussion each week, we notice that scripture after scripture emphasizes God as the only deity and source of divine power. The only deity and source of divine power. That's a crucial point. The only source of divine power. And that he alone made all things and nothing exists without him. That was the core teaching throughout the Hebrew text about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. For example, a text that really hit me was Exodus 20 verses 3 to 5. And it says this, you must not have any other God but me. You must not make for yourself an idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens, earth, or sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord, your God, is a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. And this is, this is, this is what Moses, this is what God told Moses to tell the children of Israel. And I was intrigued by those words for several reasons. But the most important were these two. One, they represented God's primary teaching to Israel on spirituality. They represented God's primary teaching to Israel on the spiritual realm. And number two, they taught emphatically that there is no other God or divine power besides him. And when I say divine power, I mean supernatural abilities, supernatural power. And that was significant. My 
my mind was blown about that. That opened up a whole new (laughs) revelation for me. The scripture described two distinct spiritual constructs that impacted Israel. I'm not sure why I'm having such a hard time calling that word. Construct. Constructs. The scripture described two distinct spiritual constructs that impacted Israel. One taught by God, which is what we're calling authentic spirituality. And the other God refers to as false spirituality. And that other was promoted by the ungodly nations surrounding Israel. The concept of spirituality that God, that, that Israel was instructed to acknowledge consisted of only one God. For there should have been, for there shouldn't have been any other alternative for an Israelite. Right? There shouldn't have been any other alternative because what they were being taught is that there's only one God. There shouldn't have been any deity who rivals the one God they were being taught. Who compares? Pales in comparison. Right? When God formed the covenant relationship with Israel, One of his purposes was to demonstrate his ways of living to the other nations through them. For example, we see both in the writings of the prophets and even the psalm affirming that the purpose of Israel was to honor their God before the whole world. Isaiah 43 verse 21 says, This group of people I have formed for myself, they shall declare my praise. Psalm 145, verse 11 to 12 says, All your works shall praise you, O Lord, and your saints shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and shall talk of your power. Talk to whom? Proclaim your power. To make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. So, The primary concept God taught Israel constantly and consistently was that authentic spirituality centers on him alone, for there is no other God. Moses, in his writing many times, reinforced this in his teachings to them. And one of the the most powerful texts is this right here, found in Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 39 it says so remember this and keep it firmly in mind the lord is god both in heaven and on earth and there is no other there is no other so the foundational concept of spirituality is that god is the only divine power And I know I'm sounding like a broken record, but I I really need you to grasp and gain the understanding of this. Let let it kind of soak in your mind. That is the fundamental premise of the spirituality God taught to Israel. 
And maybe that's why it hurt him so much when they turned to idolatry. For he alone was worthy of their adoration and praise. For there should have been no other alternative to God in their minds. None other in terms of provision, protection, sustainability, love, adoration. None other. God's instructions were not only about the truth of spirituality, right? But with the same intensity, he spoke out against the so-called spirituality of the pagan nations. He described their gods as useless idols, strong words. Those are some strong words, useless idols. And as we read through the text, we are not left wondering what God thinks about the other spirituality in comparison. Useless idols? You know, God's predictions to Israel gave some insights into his thoughts on the spirituality of the pagans by the, the strong descriptive word used. Listen to this text. Listen carefully to this text. It says, you will worship idols made from wood and stone, gods that neither see nor hear nor eat nor smell. And I want you to see how he... He's, he uses idols and God, God's parallel. You will worship idols made from wood and stone. And then he said, gods that neither hear nor see nor eat or smell. Bottom line, these idols of wood and stone are the gods of the pagan nation. And they neither see, hear, eat or smell. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 28. From God's perspective, the spirituality of the pagans was false. False in that they were not divine. They were created things. They were not supernatural. They had no supernatural abilities. They had no abilities at all. They were wood and stone. Therefore, God's view should have been what the covenant people held to. It, could have, it should have been what they adhered to. And it should be the Christian's worldview today. You know, this put in mind a question from a writer I read recently, James R. Brayshaw. He asked this question. He said, if there is a truly sovereign and almighty creator in the universe who says he is the only God, what should we think of any other entity that is said to have supernatural abilities? That is a great question. Something to really think about. Something that makes you go, hmm. Because that observation though simple as it may seem, challenges the belief in the so-called supernatural powers of demons, witches, voodoo priests, etc. You, you name it. But get, but guess this. I was looking at the Vines Dictionary. 
and the Vines Dictionary states that a demon was considered among the Greeks as an inferior pagan deity. Inferior pagan deity. And in looking at the Vines Dictionary, looking at what it says, and comparing it to what God said about the pagan gods, he called them useless idols. He called them false. False spirituality. No supernatural powers at all. No supernatural abilities. False. You know, at the end of the discipleship session, I was more convinced than ever that the idea uh, or possibility of a demon or an evil spirit possessing the human mind and body did not come from God's teaching on spirituality. It did not come from God's teaching on the spiritual realm. However, we saw briefly in the examples I read that demon possession is a construct that originated in the religious imagination of ancient pagan societies and was never a part of God's spiritual teachings to Israel as something to be fearful of or even something to give time or energy to. In reality, it's an ideology based on a false premise. So to wrap this up, from God's perspective, it is not authentic spirituality. Demon possession is not authentic spirituality because it violates the one God, one divine power rule. Remember what Moses said. So remember this and keep it firmly in mind. The Lord is God both in heaven and on earth, and there is no other. There is no other. I'm going to stop here for now. Please tune in next time as I present another point of view on authentic spirituality. Have a blessed day, everyone.